welcome to the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, nutritionist who is on a mission to cut through the nutrition confusion and help you become the healthiest version of you. In this podcast, you'll find expert advice on all things binge and emotional eating, sustainable fat loss, sports nutrition, and all things in between. I hope you leave each episode inspired and empowered to make smarter eating choices. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode. So on this episode, we are chatting about mindful eating and how to become a mindful eater. But first, I thought I would give you my nutrition, food, whatever you want to call it, recommendation for today. And if you know me, you know I bloody love cheese. So lately I've been having bigger cheese stringers as a snack with some fruit And I pretty much had that for almost a year, like every single day I had some bigger cheese stringers. But now I have changed it up a bit and I'm having the Baby Bell cheese. So you know the ones that come in the red wax and then in a red wrapper? Yes, that's what I've been having every day with my piece of fruit as a snack. So that would be my recommendation for you this week is to give it a shot. Remember when you were a kid and you absolutely loved it, your mum wouldn't let you get it because it was so expensive? Well, now you can give it a shot, try it again, and I'm sure you'll love it and be addicted just like I am. Well, with today's episode, we are chatting about mindful eating. So I thought it's probably best to just start with what the definition of mindful eater is. And in essence, mindful eating means being fully attentive to your food, as you buy, prepare, serve, and consume it. So that's the definition. And the reason I want to chat more about mindful eating is from a health perspective. However, I find my clients that do mindful eat do end up losing weight, even though that is not the main intention of mindful eating. So although mindful eating isn't about weight loss, if you if you become a mindful eater, you'll most likely lose weight. And I truly believe my clients see amazing results because they become really good mindful eaters. I find when clients stop working with me, they don't tend to follow their nutrition plan as much anymore, more, more so because they know their portion sizes and what they need to be doing from there. But they're always so surprised that even though they're not following a rigid plan or a plan to follow, that they still maintain their same weight that when they finished with me on. And I truly believe that this is simply because they have learned how to become mindful eaters. So there are some different components that come with mindful eating and essentially it revolves around eating with intention and attention. Now, the first cue I see that would tell me someone is a mindless eater is when they eat while working, watching TV, or replying to emails. They're not really focused on their meal. They're more so doing whatever they need to be doing whilst also eating. And this is not what we want to do when we are talking about mindful eating. What happens then is we end up over consuming and then feeling uncomfortably full because we're not paying attention to our fullness cues. We're paying attention to our work. So how do we overcome this? Simply take away the distractions. Now, I know this might be hard if you have a really stressful job or you just got so much work to do and the 
mere thought of taking 20 minutes out of your day to eat is just too much. I totally get it. Maybe something you could do is make smaller meals so or quicker to eat meals so you don't have to take so much time out of your day. Because when we are eating, we want to make sure we are fully present on our meal. We're taking in the smells, taste, textures, and most importantly, if your goal is weight loss, it's so important to be able to listen to our fullness cues to prevent feeling uncomfortably full. Can also translate to when we are going out for meals too. So when we're out for dinner, I know it can be really hard to focus on your meal when you try to have a conversation with whoever you're with, but if we are able to just check in with ourselves every few mouthfuls, really feel feel how we're feeling. Are we a five out of ten full? How we're we feeling? We want to get to about a seven to eight out of ten fullness and then just leave what's on your plate. So when you're out for dinner, really focus on your fullness and how you're feeling. If you haven't heard of the hunger scale, I highly recommend you look it up. It is really interesting to look at um, the hunger scale as it is a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being absolutely starving, about to pass out, 10 being so uncomfortably full, I'm probably going to vomit. So where we want to be sitting after a meal is about 7 to 8 out of 10. So we're feeling pleasantly full, but we're not uncomfortable. And on the opposite spectrum, when we're hungry, we don't want to be absolutely ravenous. We want to be about a four, three to four out of 10 when we are ready for a meal. We don't want to be one where we're just going to eat everything in sight. This obviously will end, end up being um, leading to overeating, which you obviously don't want to be doing. And it defeats the whole purpose of mindful eating as well. When we're out for dinner, another aspect of mindful eating would be picking a meal that truly reflects one that you're going to enjoy and feel good afterwards, but two, one that reflects your fullness and hunger cues at that time. So something I always tell my clients is that if they are really, really hungry while they're out for dinner, ordering the salad is probably not going to satisfy them. Whereas if they're feeling um, quite full and they don't really want to be eating much, maybe going for an appetizer or a light salad would be a good option. So really picking a meal that reflects your fullness cues and also how you're going to feel afterwards. I know if I order something that's really fried, my digestion's going to be off and I'm going to be feeling yuck afterwards. So in that moment, I've got to think, is that how I want to feel after this meal? If I do for some reason, then yeah, I'll grab it. But if I don't, I will pick an option that's going to make me feel good afterwards. Another aspect of mindful eating, even though it's more so the mindless part of it, is ignoring our hunger cues. So I am the first to admit I sometimes do this. It's just ignoring our hunger cues throughout the day and then getting to a point where we're absolutely ravenous and then end up eating everything in sight. So during the day, really think about how your hunger is and really be in tune with it. So if we're going back to the hunger scale I mentioned, when we're about a three to four-ish, so we're getting pretty hungry, we need to eat or we're going to get too hungry, that's when we are wanting to have a meal or a snack. So when we do end up ignoring our hunger cues throughout the day, we end up getting to the point of late at night, we have dinner, and then after dinner or before dinner, we end up binging and eating everything we can find just because we are so damn hungry. And honestly, this is the most common thing I see with my clients. The classic diet I see is having um, like toast for breakfast with some butter and then not eating until lunch and then they're having like a ham and cheese tomato sandwich. They might have a piece of fruit or a little snack in the afternoon. 
And then he gets to dinner and they're absolutely starving and eat everything in sight. So this is a classic sign of not being a mindful eater. It's simply not eating enough throughout the day to help keep us full and satiated. I love when I see my clients start eating more food during the day and then all of a sudden they're just not binging at night anymore. It's quite it's not funny, but it's quite funny to see my clients' reactions. They're like, oh my God, how am I eating so much during the day and now I'm losing weight? I'm like, because you weren't eating much during the day, but then at night you'd overeat and now we're just balancing out those calories properly throughout the day and that's why your weight loss is coming down because we're being more mindful and making sure our body is kept nice and full and satisfied. Now, Something that can really help with this is meal planning because I think meal planning is the most important thing when it comes to your health and weight loss journey and also to prevent binging and overeating. So I always tell my clients, make sure you meal plan. If I'm not doing their meal planning for them, sometimes my clients like to do it themselves. But if I'm not meal planning for them, I tell them, I want you to meal plan on the weekend if that suits their lifestyle, like if they work the nine to five. Um, Meal plan on the weekend, get your food ready for the week. You don't have to meal prep everything, but just planning the meals out, Um, whether that just means grocery shopping and getting all the ingredients in the house and having a list of what you're going to make each day, or even just chopping up some vegetables or potatoes just so that they've, they've got things ready to go for once they get home. And sometimes my clients like to meal prep and get everything cooked the week before, like the weekend for the week ahead, which I don't love to do. I like to eat my food fresh, but for some people it works for them if they have a super hectic lifestyle. So that is another tip is to meal plan, get your shopping list ready, purchase everything the weekend and get things for the week ahead. My next mindful eating tip is to eat slowly and chew our food properly. In our hectic lifestyles, most people don't really eat slowly, chew their food properly. And in the end, they just end up overeating, feeling really bloating and their digestion is just way off. So how can we overcome this? It's firstly sitting down and paying attention to our food. Maybe between bites, put our fork down or whatever we're eating down um, and chew your food properly, have a sip of water and then take your next bite. So this will really slow down your eating. I get told I'm a very slow eater and I think this is why because I just really chew my food properly and take my time. So when we're chewing, we want at least 20 chews. 20 to 40 would be awesome, but if you can get around 30 as an average, that's awesome. Um, Maybe for the next week, you can try counting how many chews you do with each meal and then try to improve it from there. I don't expect with every bite that you eat that you're counting in your head how many chews you're doing because that's not very (laughs) sustainable or it's a little bit ridiculous as well, to be honest. But it'd be good for you to get an idea of how much you are actually chewing your food. And when we are able to chew our food properly and take our time, we're able to register when we are actually full. And this will help with overeating um, and feeling uncomfortably full and it also helps with bloating and digestion. When we're able to chew our food properly, it makes it easier for our body to digest our food. um, And then in turn, our bloating isn't as severe. Final part of new mindful eating is to consider the nutrition in the meals and of your diet overall. So does your diet over a week have all the components of a healthy diet? Do you have lots of protein, lots of veggies, lots of fiber, um, carbohydrates? Do you have room for treats, going out for meals, some wine at the weekend if that's what you prefer? 
what I'd recommend you do is to sit back and have a think about your week. How did your week go? Was it pretty balanced? Was it not that balanced? If it wasn't that balanced, probably had more processed foods than what you wanted to have. Think about what happened that week for this to happen. Did you not meal plan? Were the meals you were having not adequately balanced so then you ended up eating other foods? So many different things could have played a factor in why you ate more processed foods. But in general, um, we want to be making sure that we have enough protein, veggies, fiber, carbs, whatnot in our diet. And that really helps us with maintaining our um, healthy blood sugar levels and will end up preventing us from overeating and binging where possible. Now to the most common thing I chat to my clients about when it comes to mindful eating. And honestly, it's something that most of my clients end up struggling with. And that is the emotional eating side of things. So what is emotional eating? It's pretty much eating when we're feeling sad, stressed, overwhelmed, bored, happy, that sort of thing. So we're eating to help deal with these emotions. Now, emotional eating isn't necessarily a bad thing, but when it goes from the occasional emotional eat because we're celebrating or we're just feeling down and ice cream makes us feel better at that point, or we're just going out to celebrate, to every single day we are eating to um, fuel our emotions and help with our emotions, that's when it's becoming a not so good habit and we need to do something about it. So when this happens, it's obviously not going to be good for our waistline, our health um, and our overall just wellness and how we're feeling about ourselves too. Because I do find my clients that really strongly emotional eat a lot of the time. They just feel so defeated, deflated, and they just can't get on top of it. And it's just really hard for them. So one of the tips I give my clients when it comes to emotional eating is to stop and think about next time they are about to um, emotional eat, what it is that is causing them to emotional eat. So are they stressed? Are they bored, anxious? Are they feeling down? Are they happy all the time? And that's not the worst thing in the world, but um, if they, it's important to figure out what the the emotion is that you're feeling and then from there we can write a list of other things we can do in replace of eating so are we really stressed maybe we can go outside take some a few deep breaths or if we're home and it's convenient we can go just have a hot shower to help calm down are we feeling down maybe that's a time when we can call our friend are we feeling overly happy or really proud of an achievement? Maybe we can go and get our nails done or buy ourselves a piece of clothing. So as you can see, there's different things that we can do depending on the situation. Whatever it is that you do choose to do in replace of eating, make sure it's not a form of punishment. I did have a client once say to me, oh, next time I'm wanting to emotionally eat, I'll just get up and do 10 squats instead. Like, no, that sounds like punishment. Don't do that. Pick something that is actually going to make you feel better in that time. Because that's essentially what you need to do in that time is do something to help fill that emotion that isn't revolving around food. Now, also remember that changing this behavior is going to take a lot of time, a lot of work and a lot of discipline to try and make it work too. Because what we are essentially doing is rewiring our brain to go towards something else when we are feeling this emotion, when it is used to going towards food. So many times emotional eating stems all the way from childhood, maybe our toddler years. Now I hear this all the time with parents talking to their kids. Um, they'll say things like, 
oh, like if the kid fell down, oh, you're okay, you're you're fine, don't cry, here's, a, here's an ice cream or here's a chocolate to help you feel better. Here we're using um, food to help deal with emotions and that's not good and that's going to stem all the way to, through to your adult life. Or if a parent says, if you're good and you behave, you'll get this, using food as a reward. And that's really not what we want to be doing. So yes, once you have your list written down, you know what you're going to be doing when these emotions come up next time, put this list on your fridge, on your pantry door, wherever it's going to be where the food is, so that when you are feeling either stressed a lot of the time you're at the fridge or the freezer, oh, sorry, the freezer, the fridge or the pantry before you even realize it. So if you have that list there, that will stop you and remind you, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. What can I do in replace of this? And try out one of those options you've got written down. See how you go. You might find that that stressful moment where you grab chocolate passes and you don't actually need that food anymore. Um, and give yourself time and patience. If seven out of nine times you don't end up going towards food that's an awesome awesome job if the other two times you end up going for food to help with those emotions then that's still an achievement because seven out of nine times you aren't and the last two you did that's not a huge deal that's huge progress compared to where you were before so don't be too hard on yourself. Remember, it is mostly psychological and we do need time to rewire these behaviours. All right, so there are all my tips for mindful eating. So just to go over the essence of mindful eating and the tips that I'd like you to take away from this is number one, to eat with no distractions and make sure we are fully present on our meal. Number two is to not ignore our hunger cues. This will make us binge late at night. So remember, when we're about three to four out of ten, we want to be eating. Don't let yourself get absolutely starving. Next one is meal planning. So making sure we've planned our meals ahead of time so we know what we're making during the week. This will end up preventing us from overeating or purchasing takeaway. The next one is to eat slowly and chew our food properly. Remember, this will help with our bloating, digestion, and listening to our fullness cues if we eat a bit slower. We want to consider the nutrition in our meals, making sure our diet overall is a healthy, well-balanced diet. And finally, we want to deal with emotional eating and making sure that we are working towards limited emotional eating and working towards going towards other things in replace of eating. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. So I would like to apologize if my voice was a little bit blocked up. As this, I was recording this podcast, I felt like my nose was getting more and more blocked. I don't know if I'm coming down with something, but I, yeah, it's just shocking. I can't even pronounce most of my words properly because I feel like it's just blocking all up. So if this was really painful to listen to, I'm sorry, I really am. But if you survived the end of this podcast, thank you so much. Please follow me on Instagram, Samantha. Oh my God. Nutrition underscore by Samantha is my Instagram handle. So please follow me there. Um, and please subscribe to my podcast. That would be amazing and be so helpful for me. If you want to head to my website, nutritionbysamantha.com.au, you can download your free meal plan from there. 
Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I really hope you got something out of it. Please send me a DM if you found me on the podcast. I'd love to know how many people are coming to me from the podcast as it is so new to me. So that'd be great. Anyway, I hope you have a lovely day, night, morning, whatever time it is for you. And I'll chat to you next week. Bye-bye.